Where the Whiteboards Are, a podcast by educators about all things education. Hi guys, welcome back to Where the Whiteboards Are. So today we have some super special guests. These are former graduates of ours. So we're just going to give a minute to introduce themselves and then kind of see where this conversation goes. All right. Well, um, I'm Stoops. I am now a nurse. A couple years later, life took some interesting turns, but I take care of disabled children and I absolutely love it. I was kind of inspired by a lot of the work that I did with a lot of these teachers. Uh, I have no time to myself and I love that. I work a lot and spend a lot of time with animals and building and I return to the community to try to give back. Will you tell them about your special pet that you have? Oh, I have a lemur. Her name is RJ and she is also like she's the very best thing, but also the worst. She's like a little tiny stripy terrorist and I love her. (laughs) All right. I'm Ellie Lane Murphy. I graduated in 2017 from these teachers' former school. I'm a third-year Master of Occupational Therapy student. I am currently in a clinical rotation with Springfield Public Schools, and upon graduation in December, I have a job with Mercy here in Springfield. And I am married to a former classmate who is also here with us today. My name is Joshua. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. Um, my name is Jamie Hignite. I graduated five years ago. I am currently a 911 dispatcher. I don't really know what else to say introduction wise. That works. No, that's awesome. I just love all of their different jobs. Mm-hmm. I think it's so interesting as a teacher to hear about what our former students are actually doing. Right. And like contributing in society because sometimes I don't feel like I'm contributing much to society as a teacher. I'm glad you brought that up because I actually was going to say the same thing about you. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. I'm glad that we both feel the same way about my own teaching. That's good. No, it's a conversation that we've talked off the podcast about, about, you know, success. And, you know, we all set a path for our life at one point and we think we're going to go in one direction and we can change that. Like, we experience things or we have things happen to us where we're just like, you know, we're, we're going to do something else. I know that's happened to me multiple times and I'm sure it will continue to happen. And, you know, I, for me, it's looking at you guys and like, I'm, I'm proud of what you guys are doing. Like you're, you're out there trying to figure out life and that's all that any of us can do. And you seem happy. And that's probably one of the most important things is like, oh, you're contributing to society and you seem happy about it. So that works for me. Right. I've seen none of y'all's mug shots. So that is. <laughs> and we have looked. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I weekly just kind of go through Springfield mug shots and I'm just yeah. like, mm, do Here's I the yearbook. <laughs> oh, that one's in there. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, sure. mark, it, mark it off. It's like a bingo card, you know? <laughs> yeah. Keep tabs on everybody. Right. That's how I do it. Sure. Yeah. Springfield mugshots and Facebook is all I got. <laughs> so, I, you know, I don't know what direction to go with this. Do you have any grand questions for them? I want to know what... Mm, I feel like this is kind of maybe juvenile to ask, but like what your favorite maybe class or memory that you have from high school is. I know it's been for some of you several years since you've been in high school, but I just want to know like what's something that's like stuck with you or something that you come back to again and again that you learned from either high school teacher or even just in general, uh, maybe a life lesson or something like that. Or some of the relationships that you made. Right. Okay. Well, I guess I'll chime in. Um, So I spent a lot of time in uh, the student leadership class and student council along with Jamie. She was there 
every minute of every single time that I was there, we were there hours upon hours upon hours doing community service projects. And for the longest time, you know, I was a really self-centered, horrible, awful teenager that... She's not kidding. She's... Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, voice for honesty, though. Um, I was horrible and self-centered, and I wanted credit for the things that I had done. And it used to just rub me the wrong way whenever people who wouldn't put in any work would slap their name on something that I'd spent hours upon hours upon hours doing. You know, I'd sacrifice sleep and everything else. And I finally learned to just let it go and just appreciate what I was doing for the community. So, like, I would spend hours, you know, sorting, washing, folding things for the warmth drive like blankets and coats and gloves or I would be setting up for the trick-or-treating or we would be wrapping presents for less fortunate kids or putting together food baskets and it got to the point where you know I really learned that it's not really about what your name's on it's about what you're willing to contribute because the right people will notice and they will see you as somebody that you can be tr like they can trust and that they can rely on and somebody that is just worth having in the community. I thought for sure you were going to bring up Veterans Day. I thought about it. <laughs> like that was the one where it was the literally buttons. the two of you. Oh my God, the buttons. <laughs> my wife was calling me like, where are you? Are you ever coming home? I think your no. mom was calling my me. My mom called me and said that I needed to come home. And I told her no. And I got grounded for that because <laughs> I told her I wasn't coming home until I was done because it had to get done. I remember that. We had blisters on our fingers yeah. because yep. of all the hot glue. It was sad. <laughs> but it got done and it went off without a hitch. We were a little shaky from the coffee and the caffeine buzz, but... We got three, four hours of sleep maybe and got dressed up real nice and it went off without a hitch. So it was a success in my book. <laughs> it definitely probably taught you a little bit about work ethic too, which you it clearly continued on into your adult lives, being both in kind of the health, healthcare-ish field. I really just want to ask Jamie about all the crazy 911 calls that she gets, <laughs> but I'll refrain, you know, for <laughs> off the off air. <laughs> It'll be a, you have to pay money, Patreon episode, and it'll just be Jamie telling you about, you know, people getting their foot stuck in a toilet or whatever it is. Just weird, random, weird things. You cannot tell her my story, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob's called multiple times. Keeps happening. <laughs> All right. Sorry. So reiterate your question again. I forgot what you asked. <laughs> uh, me too. Uh, I think I asked about what like sort of skills or things or memories that you have from high school that have carried with in your adult life. Sure. So for me, one thing that's really stuck with me and helped me throughout my education, I haven't officially started my career yet, but throughout my education so far is being able to take feedback. And that came from both school and from my parents and from sports. You know, I had to be coachable because I played sports for many years, as you guys know. But that's something my educators have commended me on in my master's degree work, um, being able to take feedback from for both a positive perspective and a negative perspective, um, because you have to be coachable is the word that I tend to use in order to grow. So a lot of our program for the occupational therapy master's degree is clinical experiences. So each time you're assigned a clinical educator and part of their job, the main part of their job is to give you feedback on what you've done well and what you've done wrong and could improve on. Um, so being able to take that feedback and not just hear it in a respectful way, but truly integrate it into your practice, that's something that has taken me a long way and really helped me. Um, just being able to listen to what others have to say about you and not take it personally, but be able to take criticism in a positive way that can help you. I know that's not quite as great of an answer as Brianna's <laughs> was, but it's something that's been useful for me. Oh, that's good, though. Oh, I think it's really good. Jamie, Josh, don't fight over the mic now, guys. Is he going to talk? That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> Come on, Josh. Come on. Come on, buddy. You can do it. 
<laughs> we'll get ice cream on the way home if you do. Oh, oh nice. Ooh, well there done. you go. I think you wanted ice cream on the way home. <laughs> I did. Um, so one of the things that clearly sticks with me from my high school experience, uh, when I first joined FFA, um, we obviously all have to have a practical art. And so I joined ag just to get my practical art with no real interest in the field. Um, and somehow I ended up signed up onto a FFA dairy cattle team, knowing literally nothing about <laughs> cattle. Um, but with the mentality that, okay, if you're on a team, you need to try and do well. Um, and so I put a lot of effort in and being able to see that succeed and see that effort pays off um, was something that stuck with me. And so I continued with FFA and continued to try and put every, everything behind everything I did throughout. Nice. Good job. Um, so I don't want to seem like I'm piggybacking off of Stoops over here. Um, however, I would also agree that probably the most impactful thing that I was a part of in school would definitely have been student council or leadership. Um, high school was very much so not a great time for me and my family. So I really used school as an escape and I appreciated the amount of opportunities that I had to throw myself into kind of community projects and develop a sense of community and wanting to better my community, wanting to be a part of that. Um, because that wasn't something that my family ever was interested in or that I saw anybody else in my life interested in. And it was actually through that that I ended up wanting to go for the job that I have now because I wanted to be a part of the community that I'm living in. So That's awesome. I think it's interesting. All of you kind of mentioned things that were soft skills. Mm -hmm. And I think oftentimes as educators, we don't think of those things as a maybe like a tangible yeah. um, consequence of teaching. So I think it's kind of nice to hear those. Yeah, things. sometimes we're so focused on like content like oh my gosh you have to know the quadratic formula or, you know whatever and it's as much as i love the quadratic formula i have not used it since high school mm, you're not living right <laughs> uh, i haven't but, had that opportunity yet. Let's put that's it that right <laughs> next week though man is it gonna, uh yeah it, you know, sometimes we get so siloed in what we're doing and like whether it's, uh, you know, the subject or the grade level that we're talking about. But it really is soft skills, right? Sure. Because that's how you interact with the world around you, regardless of your career or what you're doing in life. You have to be able to interact with other people in the world around you uh, efficiently and, and proficiently. So those are all great things. I feel like one of the things I really wanted to hear about was like maybe relationships that you guys built and have continued to grow. I don't want to like lead this too much. Sure. Well, since my husband is very shy, apparently he's not normally, but he's shy today. So I'll take the lead on that question. Um, I mean, I think the obvious answer here is that I married one of my former classmates. Um, Josh and I have known each other since seventh grade. We met when I was 12 and he was 13. We were together in Horizons class, um, which was a special class for um, students who had to test into it. Gifted, talented. So, yes, that kind of program, which I don't believe Pleasant Hope has anymore. Um, but at the sad. time, that was how we met. We met the first day of seventh grade because Miss Stanick, our teacher in that class, came up to me. She said, this is Josh, the new kid. Will you show him to the Horizons room? I said, OK. And the first thing I thought in my head was, wow, he's really short. Um, <laughs> he's, he's a little guy. Um, <laughs> he's a little guy. <laughs> I didn't say that to him. But anyway, well, and to be honest, you know, for many years, I liked Josh and he was my friend. But I always kind of thought he was a strange kid. He was in my head. He was one of the weird kids. And 
we were friends and I liked him, but I, again, I just, he was a little bit odd and not, not in a bad way, but he was just different for me. Um, so honestly, one of the things that helped me the most was as I grew older and got later in high school, I stopped being quite so judgmental and and Josh, got him taller, as, right? and Josh got much taller he's very tall now um, and I stopped growing so that helped too <laughs> so but becoming less you know instead of siloing him off is in my head being the weird kid and this was never something I said to anybody but in my head he wasn't part of my group of friends that I normally hung out with but you know he was just a friend I had on the outside of that and so getting to know him more and thinking of him less as somebody in a different social group and opening my mind you know for lack of a better term to building relationships with people outside of my normal niche friend group um, obviously led me to the most important relationship in my life you know he's now my spouse so that and that obviously has been something that's helped me. He's been one of my biggest support systems as I've gone through higher education and my career since high school. You know, having him there as a constant support in my life has been really great. So I don't know if that's exactly what you were looking for, but that was something that was really important to me and stood out in my high school experience. Anything to add? Josh just says ditto. <laughs> Same to you, babe. Ditto. <laughs> nice, nice. I can tell all the funny stories about the no, things you did when no, you had a crush on no. me. <laughs> that's not necessary. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's a whole nother episode. Just, yeah, we could have a whole episode just on that. <laughs> but going back to relationships, Jamie, I mentioned this to you earlier. Like you still have some relationships with people that you graduated with. Like I brought up the whole um, snap streak like that. You still after all these years yeah. that you still stay in touch with some people. And I would say that's not necessarily the norm for everybody. Um no, I actually don't think that the person we're referring to, I don't want to name drop them in case they're not okay with that. He, he's okay. He's <laughs> been name dropped before on the podcast. Um, I'm just, I don't actually think I've seen him. I think I've seen him in person one time since 2018. I don't think that we've interacted beyond Snapchat since then. And yet um, I would like to say that we're both still pretty up to date on each other's lives and we speak pretty much every single day. And we do still have, I think it, we lost it at one point, but I think we have like a 600 day snap streak at this time. Wow. So yeah. Very cool. Well, and to piggyback off of Jamie, we've been friends and I mean, for years now, you know, um, we're not always great friends to one another. There's times where, you know, we absolutely hate each other and we're divorced and we're not speaking and then something will happen. She'll be like, well, it's very on and off. Yeah. But at but the end of the day, she's always there for yeah, me. Yeah. And we've always got each other's back. So like, she'll be like, well, my car blew up. And I'm like, okay, cool. You need me to come get you. Or I'll be like, hey, somebody died. She'll be like, oh, really? Somebody died in my family too and let's meet up for coffee and we'll see each other every six months like i officiated her <laughs> wedding and i was late to her wedding but <laughs> I got lost. don't brag about that don't brag about oh, that no. <laughs> you were there i was there i mean it's not like they could start without me so maybe they were early wow, wow. but um someone says she's more important than the bride in this situation just yeah saying. so just saying i mean maybe they were just early but um uh. it's really hard to continue those friendships because whenever they're so on again, off again, and it's, it's important to keep those connections because without a long-term support system, you know, you get all of these superficial people in your life and they just, they don't care. You know, it's what can you do for me? What can I get from you? And like with Jamie, you know, I could be like, hey, you want to get coffee and cry? She'll be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm about it. Let's do it. Or I'm always down for a crying session. I'll make coffee if you'll come over and help me paint my spare room or... <laughs> As long as there's free labor involved. Yeah, as long as there's free labor. You know, but and it's important because there has never been a single time where I have called her and needed her and she has not answered. Even if she's mad, she could be like ready to hit me with her car and she is just 
still... It's only one time. It was only one time. Touche. But, you know, she can... She will always help me, you know? And I've had so many people that have come in and out of my life, but I've got the same, like, three people that I grew up with that have always stood by me and building those relationships in high school and sometimes with the encouragement of teachers because teachers, they like tea sometimes, okay? <laughs> they like to sit there and be like, so why are you guys fighting? Maybe this isn't wise. Maybe one of you guys should put your big girl pants on and apologize. And, you know, Conklin's had to do that a couple times. Um, he's a... Uh, he said only there, a like, few. Only a few. Because it makes my life easier when everybody's not <laughs> right. fighting. The tension in the room is yeah, right. but yeah. I mean, it's important to have those relationships because if you don't, if you cannot keep friends for long periods of time, there is a problem. You know, and I'm not going to say the problem's you, but if you're the common denominator, maybe it's going to need some <laughs> self reflection. But yeah. I mean, right. we helped each other through life as that's, adults. Yeah, that's one of the interesting things about um, school relationships. Like you're, you are around each other every day for eight hours, more or less, right? In high school, you kind of have different classes, but you're, you're always there. Um, and then outside of high school, you finally have to work and relationships. Right. Um, and it's, it, to me, it's really cool to see you all have some of those relationships that you keep and some relationships, obviously like you've made new relationships with people maybe that you didn't see before. Um, but like seeing you all at, at the wedding was great. And mm -hmm. just, you know, um, so many of those types of stories looking back, uh, being involved uh, in students' weddings is fantastic. Oh yeah. I just was at um, another student's baby shower last weekend. Oh, wow. Who's? So, well, uh, I mean, oh, I put it on um, here. But. Jackie. Oh, okay. Jackie yeah, Mancy, yeah. She's yeah. having a little girl um, in December. Um, so, so it's just been, yeah. it's just crazy yeah. how in teaching, you don't think about the end product mm -hmm. because we're, we're never really a part of the end product. And maybe this is different for elementary, you know, because yeah. for elementary teachers, they're really not going to see the end product for a decade or more. Um, but it's nice for high school teachers because in five to 10 years, we have these students that have now come back into our lives as young adults. Um, and so it's just really refreshing to have young people come in and yeah. say, hey, high school was important and mm -hmm. teaching yeah. was important. And I learned a lot beyond what the quadratic formula is and <laughs> learned a little bit more about how to be a human being, which I think is the end goal yeah. with education. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, you develop these relationships because even as a teacher, we're around you all maybe more than our families. It, right. In my case, definitely. I lived at that school. First one there, last one to leave fairly typically. And, it, you know, you, you develop like a deep caring for like a student's well-being and success. When a student is struggling, when they're going through things with their family, like it, like we're behind the scenes trying to do what we can. Like you don't ever want to overstep that boundary or, or, you know, do anything that makes them uncomfortable. But man, like you take that stuff home and uh, it's good to see like the result, like for me, and maybe this is selfish, I don't know, to be like, oh, my time wasn't like completely wasted because you get to see the end product. Right. Even if, even if we didn't have such a direct influence, right? right? Yeah, absolutely. You absolutely. know, even if it was just in yeah. passing yeah. that I got to know that student and know yeah. who they are or see a relationship develop. Mm -hmm. um, it's so nice to, to have yeah. that. Yeah, I didn't that. have either of you all in, in class, but to see what you guys are doing and to hear from you, it's, I mean, there's a, a sense of pride right. that like... We're still part of your community. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great way to put that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I need to know the dirt. <laughs> 
tell us. What didn't we know was happening in the school yeah, that you guys us. were doing? Oh, I don't know. The makeout hallway. Oh, gross. Oh, I wouldn't know. <laughs> it's not your room. I forgot. Everybody knew about that. That wasn't a secret. I knew no, about we it, all knew about that. You guys knew me in I'm high school. Sure I was way janitor. too much of a stick in the mud to do that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure even the janitor knew about it. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. close the door. Pretend it's not happening. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, but I want to know what we don't know. Yeah. I don't... If you remember any of it. So we're going to go with something a little more positive because I'm not about to snitch on myself yet. The statute of limitations <laughs> yeah. is seven uh, years. Yeah. That's not been seven years for me. Um, I'm kidding, guys, kind of. Um, <laughs> but something that you guys never really probably thought about or, you know, realized was happening is like you guys would say something and it would impact us for the entire day. Like the entire can you give day. Us a, can you give an example? Okay, so we're going to go with something Miss Wood said. Oh, no. This, okay, it was an oh no thing because, you know, it really ticked me off when you said it because we were doing this project and it was my sophomore year of high school and I did not want to do it. I thought it was dumb. I just wanted to read my book. I understood it. I didn't feel like I needed to dive into it. And you looked at me and you said, well, in life, you're going to have to do things you don't like doing and you think are pointless, but it's still going to have to be done because there's going to be a whole lot meaner people out there than me. <laughs> and I sat there and I stomped around just mad for like three hours and then it stopped and I let it sink into my thick skull and I was like you know what she might be right it just took half the day it just took half the day of me stomping around like really little 15 year old me thought I was just oh I was hot stuff and I did not have to do that blah 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 you know and uh no I really got to think about that and I actually carry that with me like that's something today like even today like my boss will be like hey you know we're gonna do this and i'm like that is so pointless and so redundant but we still i still do it and i sit there and think about miss wood just sitting there <laughs> we are gonna do this project because i said <laughs> and, you know hopefully she, there was actually more meaning behind it there was than, meaning behind the project okay good but I was you like taught thinking. me that lesson that there's gonna be people that are gonna require things of you that you're not gonna want to do but you're gonna have to do them to get to where you want to be yeah you know, because I could have said, I'm not going to do it, but I could have also failed English too. So right. it was uh, it was really good to get that lesson. And it actually stick, sticks with me to this day. And I still hear your voice roll through my head. <laughs> and, for better for bad, right? Yeah, for better or worse, right? right? I like the fact that that's another implied lesson. It's not something that was content focused. It was just something that was kind of implied, something that you would get from reading between the lines. Yeah. Right. So I want to maybe add a couple different things to your comment. I think teachers reciprocate that. It can be words and actions by students that can affect us all day or all week. And But we also have to play like it doesn't um, because we interact with the students more than our own colleagues. Like really our best um, evaluators, our litmus test is really students. You know, our colleagues don't really get to see what we're doing. Administrators rarely get to see what we're doing, but the students see it every day. And sometimes it's the students that maybe speak truth to the reality of what you're doing or not doing hits home. And sometimes it's the, the student who's, you know, in a bad mood and says something. And unfortunately, like we're humans, right? And it just, it sticks. Right. The other thing is, I, I don't know if I'll keep this in or not, but... I had a really weird um, thing happen on Facebook like a couple months ago. I had a former student that is from our school reach out and like, hey, I turned 18 today. And you told me that by the time I was 18, I was going to be dead or in jail. And like, I'm 18. And I'm like, I never would say that to a student. Never. And like for a student to like to go out of their way to send me that, I'm like, but they think it's real. Like, and then it's like, well, did I say that? But I would never say that. I remember there was one teacher at our school um, that in passing, not directly at the student, 
but they would say things like that behind the student's back. Um, just make statements like people that behave like so-and-so is behaving right now. They're not going to make it to 18. They'll end up dead or in jail. So I would imagine that's probably where that came from. Not something that you said. Maybe it was just like a blanket statement that he was sending mm-hmm. to anybody. Interesting. Um, from yeah. that school that he could contact. I don't know. That's it's it's been oh, it's like, like he was messaging every that's what one I of his oh, teachers. It wasn't like directed he, at you. you. Maybe it was it for was, any educator that he could reach. Ah, uh, hmm. that would make sense. Yeah, maybe because yeah. I didn't like respond. I'm like, what do you? Oh no, that'd be really weird. Yeah, no. Like, congrats. I don't know. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so great to hear from uh, you. Right? Yeah, I don't know, but that uh, I mean, that's like lived in my brain, right. you know, ever since. So, anyways, I just had yeah, to throw that I, out there. I bet you Jamie's right, though. I bet you it wasn't okay. at you. I well, bet it was at go. all of their yeah. Sleep teachers. easy tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't. It's hard. You do, as an educator, take everything that is said to you to heart because your heart's in in it. At least, mm-hmm. hopefully, your heart's in it if you're an educator. Um, you're doing I, it for the kids, right? Always got to do it for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I had I, to. I'm sorry. Oh, I know. It's fine. <laughs> Listen, here's your bag of chips. Just enjoy it. Um, I had my first crying moment. You know, every teacher hits that wall, that breaking point. Um, and uh, I had a student that was like, this is so boring. They were the stoops of my my room only. <laughs> only they were um, repeating the class for a second time. Um, so it probably was very boring for them because they had already done this thing yeah, that we were doing. Yeah. Um, and I kind of took it to heart. Sure. You kind of do. Um, and so I'm crying in my room as one does during their prep hour. You know, um, and I got to thinking about that impact of, of what words mean and impact of, of that. And so I ended up talking to my vice principal and having my vice principal go and have a conversation with that student about oh, what wow. they said yeah. um, and how it impacted me and how it impacted kind of the room when they said some things that were not super friendly, but we're kind of used to that as an educator. You have to have a thick skin. Um, and since that conversation with administration and them, they've been a joy. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess it just reminded me of of that conversation, like how important it is to be candid and honest with your students. And when they hurt you, tell them that they hurt you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's tough for teachers to be like vulnerable to students, to be like, hey, we're human or like we made a mistake. I'm sure you've had teachers um, at some point in your education career that maybe made a mistake, but they didn't want to own it. Mm -hmm. I was the person who was like, yeah, I'm going to make mistakes like probably every day. Like, And how much of an impact did it have on that student, too, to hear that you really were impacted by their words? That probably taught them a valuable lesson, too, that their words matter more than they probably thought they did. Right. And and even just for like young people and to think like, oh, something I said that I don't even remember saying has stuck Mm -hmm. for good or for bad um, is just very interesting because I don't ever think about those (laughs) conversations um, as I guess not important, right? Because we are, you know, the experts in the room and everything we say is important. (laughs) Um, But, but just those little things, those little like, Hey, life's hard. Wear a helmet, bud. That's just how it is. You (laughs) know, little things like that. Just, it's interesting to hear. So I remembered some dirt. Okay. Um, Give us if you. I don't know if this is true or not. I can't vouch for this myself. But I was told by a former classmate about a year ago that apparently the baseball team. You can take this out if you want. The baseball team used to poop on the roof of the school before games. Oh, what? Like, I, has anybody else? You can no. Know I didn't hear it until about a year ago, and this person texted me. 
And he's, and well, and we were talking about something else. I don't even remember how we got to it, but he came up and he's like, yeah, my brother told me, you know, the, who was his brother was on the baseball team. He's like, yeah, they used to poop on the roof before their games. It was a team tradition. Team they would go on the roof of like, the ag building, apparently. So look on top of the ag building if you're ever at the On top? Of, uh, like on the roof. Like, it's not like, like the oldest like, part like, of the school, too. Like, get there. I don't know. Apparently they would climb. I don't know. So that's why I can't verify if it's true or not. But I heard that. What a so weird, like, what a weird tradition. Wait, with the coach or just <laughs> players? <laughs> Goodness, I hope the coach was not involved. Okay. I think it was just the players. But wow. also, I know this was I, true. The football team would take group poops in the locker room before their games. Okay, Wait, I know. I've got. Were you the, ever in a sports ball? <laughs> okay, just no. checking. Josh, like, was, can you confirm any of? I yeah. was in the girls' Basics. sports, so we you didn't. Do any did you guys did not. We did not. <laughs> but so the football thing, I'm pretty sure is true. I don't know about the baseball thing. So okay, on, but the fo- roof. on the roof but of the ag building, not the football players wouldn't. GP no, they the would roof. do GP and just like in the bathroom, like they would go in the As locker they room. Should okay. sure, right? right. So they just do it all at the same and time. Maybe like the coaches like whatever. You run faster on empty icebreaker. It's like team builders. It's the best team builder. Of all time. It was their morale building before games, yeah, I, guess. I guess. I don't know. That's why oh. I hated going in the boys' locker room. It smelled so bad. Um, <laughs> but now you know why. But at least. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, man, you guys could have been doing this on the roof the whole time? Anyway, so but I like, can't say if that's true or not. Baseball but... games typically start at like. Right, they're doing o'clock. this in the middle of the day. And they're warming up at like three <laughs> thirty. <laughs> they're up there so, yeah. Like I said, I don't Broad know if daylight. it's real or not, but yeah. You know, if if you were part of that, like no judgment, let us know because <laughs> we have some more questions. Again, no judgment. I'm just really like the logistics of it. Well, and I maybe, don't know how you got up there without anybody noticing. Yeah, right. I'm so curious if that's and, like, true. The roofs are flat, so I'm right. worried about like where's that going? Yeah, exactly. How's that staying? Enter, oh, well, mm. the gutter. Son. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Like everything, it's all, uh, you know, hard ground. Like it's all going right. to run back right. in the parking lot. Or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like Is that why it smelled bad some weeks in the parking lot? Is that you mean I should have been team? like trying to let the rainwater like wash <laughs> over me? <laughs> Oh, that's uh, a good one. Yeah. That's juicy. Oh, wow. Anyway, I don't know if that's true or not, once again, but I was told uh, that by a former classmate. It's weird so. that I kind of don't want it to be true, but on the other hand, there's like... You're curious, right? Right. curious. There's just something about, you know, psychologically, why? Yeah. I just, I just want to know why. A team that poops together stays together. <laughs> I don't ever want to be that close to another human being. <laughs> why, like, I can imagine. Why oh my roof? gosh, I know. Like, I know. Yeah, I um, know. Scenic. Um, I checking the look weather. Look out over the field the weather while before you do it. There's oh, lots the field. of... Yeah, you could have been like out in the trees or out no, in the field. No, it would make sense if you like did that at an opponent school. Okay. Do you know what I mean? As like a form of, hey, we're we're so cool. <laughs> right? Marking territory. Right. That's like something yeah. bizarre like that. Interesting. Are you like, sure. You know. Yeah. Vandalism. You, exactly. Charged. <laughs> Listen, I didn't say it was a smart idea. I just right, would yeah. make more sense as, right. as opposed to doing it in your, your own, own building. School. Right. What was your guys' senior prank? I don't even remember. Ours wasn't very good. We took. Yeah, you tell it. You're going to talk. We uh, we took. Uh, like thousands of these little pictures of Stokes. Oh, yes, everywhere. that one. 
Yeah. Yeah. It Even wasn't when, the best. So when I was moving out of my classroom, I found him. <laughs> That's nice. We're going to leave him. Just, right. As you should. There, the I next teacher you, won't there even are still some there. Yeah. Oh, which will be sure. nice we because at this point, like places. nobody knows the context. So they'll be like, right. what's this picture of this right. man here? I put some inside like pencil sharpeners and stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> they'll find them when the school forever. closes down. Yeah. <laughs> Those will be there forever. Ours wasn't very funny. Class of 2018, Jamie and I didn't go because all they did was vandalize. That was I, all they did. I chose not to go. That yeah. was terrible. It was well, terrible. I That's where they like threw that. all the trash and everything outside. Oh. They like messed up the front yard. And then some people got into the school and like flipped the desks upside down. Oh, okay. And they threatened oh. to kill the science department's the bird and That's bird. Right. Not funny. They were going yeah. to do that and then they got in the chemical closet. <gasps> yeah. Oh, it wasn't wow. Oh, it wasn't terrible. funny. It was just illegal. Right. Yeah, so the, the right. front lawn thing kind of went for a couple of years. Like other classes followed that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. Okay. Which I never understood because I told the kids, I'm like, if you want to know good pranks, come see me. I've got a list of them. Right. I am ready to roll. We were scared. We, uh, Josh and I, and I, a couple of our friends kind of took the lead on our senior prank because we were afraid of people doing something like that. Yeah. yeah. Right. We didn't want to get in trouble. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, Right. Um, at my current school, they have to get it approved by the principal right? Yeah. Um, for their senior prank. We asked so, the principal because yeah. we were afraid and, and of getting in trouble. Did, um, <laughs> so obviously last year was my first year there. But what they did is they took a bunch of hot dogs and put hot dogs all over in the commons, like hung them up all over the place. Oh. They found some actually when they were putting up decorations this year and they showed me their did they smell bad? hot dogs. Um, oh, yeah, it smelled like wieners. Yeah. <laughs> um, hot dogs. <laughs> Um, but then I just turned to my class and I said, okay, so the class of 2022 is just telling you they're a bunch of wieners. Like, that's literally all yeah. you're telling the world is that you're a bunch of wieners. <laughs> like, congratulations. Yeah. It's not very unique or good. And I have so many better ideas. Like, I just wish they'd come to me right in. If you want the best senior prank that is funny, is not going to hurt anyone, and is low budget. Okay, because we're, we're working on, you know high school budget right. just just call yeah. me call me and i got i got lots lots of ideas so they didn't do a prank last year at all oh really yeah i talked to well on friday i went and did some photography with some former students and it's like oh yeah what would you do for senior prank is eh, we just didn't care nobody did anything oh that kind like, of also like, sad. Oh, okay i don't but, want you to vandalize but i also want you to have fun have fun and do right. something funny that's like a memory maker mm -hmm. well maybe but they for were like living the entire class to like reach that level care. of apathy yeah right i mean that's a little but, pathetic but i mean maybe they were living vicariously through the previous classes no, that were that trying was, to catch that was not part of the conversation it was not like oh they all did no okay we also uh filled trances so you might ask them about it but we filled trances room with balloons we did. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that part. That's fine. And I remember Ravens talking about it, but he got like super intense, I guess, and <laughs> stabbed everything. It was <laughs> probably therapeutic for him, honestly. <laughs> At the end of the year, I remember that part. Just but that's kind of fun. Balloons. That's awesome. And not hurting anyone, right? right? Yeah. Unless you're scared of that balloons. was what we were. I I was always afraid of getting in trouble, so I wanted us to do something that was harmless. <laughs> So I, we kind of pushed our friends and it kind of gained ground, the picture thing. So that was kind of the idea behind it, was it for it to be harmless. <laughs> what did you guys give um, the principal at graduation? That's My favorite thing was always the students would give the principal a parting gift at graduation. Soda, I think. Soda? Like Mountain Dew, maybe? Yeah, okay. you guys are Mountain Dew. Um, okay, I can't even remember. Some really. years were more creative than others, but right. I do, I like appreciated the parting gift. <laughs> Yeah, mm -hmm. it was Aspect. a became a, a neat little tradition. Yeah, I really yeah. like. I think ours that. was late, yeah. late, late because he was like 
drowning in these flowers. Right. Oh, yeah. I remember oh, the lace. Oh, yeah. And one year was worms because um, he fished <laughs> yeah. and it was a tackle I remember box. one class gave him golf balls. Yep. One year gave him golf balls. I don't know who it balls, was, but. Barbecue supplies and then brought yeah. out a little grill for him at the end. So, I mean, you know, if you can have some school traditions like that at your school, I think it's valuable. Yeah. You know, right. Kids remember it. And it was fun. Yeah. It, it's something they maybe bond your classes, especially sure. if you're larger graduating classes. Sure. Are there any like questions you have for us? Because none of us are at that school district, so right. we can maybe mm. be a little bit more honest. Okay, how did you deal with the staff members that went out of their way to make students' lives difficult? It was tough. Like, like that was a, there was uh, maybe two, maybe three teachers that I was constantly uh, battling, especially when I was a special education teacher, because you are mandated by law under like financial penalty if you don't comply. And some people just went out of their way to be very difficult with, mm-hmm. for students. Um, and it, and it's, it's a weird situation to be in because this is my professional peer. Mm-hmm. But then I have a student who needs these educational modifications or accommodations that an entire team of people have agreed that they need to be successful to access education. And then you have one or two people in the way. It, it, it creates some and very it's tense. legally required that you provide those. Yeah, yeah. Correct. It is right. federal law. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And like to talk about, you know, there are other individuals who have been sued, let alone all the penalties a school district can uh, accrue from that. Mm-hmm. It creates real, some very tense situations, um, and you have to have tough conversations with people who should be professional but aren't always. So it, it, it was, yeah, it, that was one of my least favorite things to do because, you know, in the job, the difficult part should be, you know, teaching and, and dealing with students. But that was not the case. It was the dealing with the adults. Yeah. So you didn't feel like you were on a team. It was oh. one professional versus another instead of you guys working together to get to that solution yeah yeah unfortunately and it's just hard because you don't because kids would come into your room complaining about Mm -hmm. certain teachers and you would have to kind of have this well they're colleagues so you know we gotta change the conversation we can't be talking about them this way we gotta move on and you try to change that conversation but in reality you want to commiserate with them and say no 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 i agree that person is a jerk yeah. and they really don't so, belong in education. Yeah, you present to the students one way and they're probably like, oh, you're just blowing me off. But in reality, I am like, I'm fighting tooth and nail. Like I'm taking this to all the levels mm-hmm. to get this done. And, and the, maybe one of the crazy frustrating parts is like sometimes nothing happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not a supervisor or in a position, you know, I, I can... I can be loud. I can be a pain in everybody's side and advocate, advocate, advocate. But if, you know, administrators and and district leadership don't ever do anything, then the problem really doesn't go away. It just repeats every year. Right. Well, then I got a two part question again. I know (laughs) I'm over here hogging up all of the questions, but are one, are you guys disappointed with some of the students that you guys taught? I'm actually curious about that, too. Like, do you guys think back at students and be like, man, they could have done so much more all the time? Uh, I, 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 I'm going to I'm going to go the opposite direction. OK, so if I see something like we joked about Springfield mugshots, but there are some students that I really care deeply about that I am disappointed that. They were so bright and so smart that if more, um, I don't know, more supports would have been in place for those kids, they could have soared to the moon and they could have really made something of themselves. It also has to do with them being young adults. Like at this stage, when you are in high school, you are becoming an adult by your senior year. 
a lot of you are 18 and already making very adult decisions. And those are your decisions, regardless of um, if you have supports at home or not, you are still um, you are still active and a member of society. So yeah, I'll look at Facebook and stuff and be like, oh, I really am disappointed that that person is maybe down the wrong path legally or addiction or things like that. And that I, I do struggle with that sometimes if I go on social media and see certain posts by certain kids, for sure. You know, I guess I don't have life figured out. I don't got to figure it out. I don't have answers. So it's hard for me to be in a position to be like, you know, I'm going to judge somebody's life because I think they're just trying to figure it out. And we all know, like, the the culture and environment for most people from where you guys came from, where we taught, it's it's tough. People are in tough situations and that causes them to take actions that maybe aren't long-term beneficial, but it's, it's what they chose. And, you know, I think people can find redemption in a lot of different ways at different points in their life. And I have faith that, you know, people can get support to do that. So I don't know that I ever get like disappointed in people. You know, I'm hopeful that they can find what they need um, and hopeful that they have people that can support them. And it's weird because in the past calendar year, we've had some some students that we've lost. Um, and even longer than that, we've had students that we've lost and it's, you know, different stories. And it's like, man, that I don't know that disappointment's the right word. Yeah, I um, would agree. Maybe disappointment's not the right you're word. You're just sad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, it, yeah. It, you just feel like, you oh, for I wish. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. hurt for them. I, I ache for them. And yeah. there are some situations where I still stay up at night thinking about uh, those kids mm-hmm. yeah. and, and what they could have been or should have been or, or how life kind of works. Yeah. And I think teachers, because we're, you know, we, we put our heart out there for, for people. I mean, not everybody realizes that, I guess. But when somebody's going through something rough, like it's still very personal to us, even though they maybe they haven't been in our classroom for a decade. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't keep up with every student. I can't like logistically, but man, I want everybody to, to succeed. And if students hit me up like, Hey, can you help me with something? Like, absolutely. I haven't said no thus far. Like yeah, whatever you need, you know? So, yeah. So then part two of that question, do you guys feel like you were responsible for how these students turned out or like you could have ever done more to change their path to get them up to a higher level? I don't know if I ever look at it and go, yep, that was my doing. I, yeah. <laughs> that kid that won that Pulitzer Prize or whatever in the future. Yeah, I did that. I don't look at yeah. myself as an educator that way because I, I don't know. You know, they could have had an excellent ag teacher, an excellent stuco t- teacher, excellent mentors in their life that bring them there. I don't know if any educator could really say personally that they they are the single influence in that child's life. Yeah, to what Ellie said, it's a community, right? Like it's right. a it's a group of people. It's not just teachers. It, you know, it's, it's parents, it's other people in, in their lives. It's their friends. Um and it's really kind of dangerous if you're going to be the person who's like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to accept all the success that the students <laughs> achieve. Then you need to accept all the failures that other students do. And, you know, I, I've had great influence in my life. I've had great role models, but I can still make a bonehead decision that has nothing to do with anybody else like that is on me. Success and failure. And I will be give gratitude for all the the people that have helped me along the way. But I think for me, it's just like, I just like to know that I've been in orbit around people's lives, like regardless of what they do. Like, yeah, it's fun to look at, you know, the Thomas Persinger's with his PhD, you know, and everybody like, and that's just like academic achievement. And it doesn't always have to be that. Um, Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you guys ever have any moments where you look back and regret not saying something to a student you saw struggling? <sighs> All the time. <laughs> like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. All the time. Or, or like sometimes you have prior knowledge that you didn't have before that maybe instance or situation came up and then you you find out later on oh they were going through this at mm -hmm. that time um, whether it's a personal life you know something life are altering and has happened to them a death in the family or what have you those things that we just don't know um, and they're like man I wish I would have said hey I care about you hey I, I hope you know that it's going to be okay and things like that Oh, yeah. There's conversations yeah. that I replay in my head and go, man, I wish I would have said this for good or for bad. Right. Because there's some kids that make you mad and you're like, man, I wish I would have zinged them with that. Yeah. You know, but. it's so easy to get caught up in like just the moment or just the day or right. just the week. Sometimes we forget like big picture, like some people just need to know that they're cared about, that they're loved. Like mm -hmm. people want them to succeed and we we want them to succeed. We may go about that differently. But man, any any student who struggles to me is a, it's easy to, maybe this is selfish, I don't know, to be like, man, what, what can I do? What could I have done? Um, and I guess maybe that implies that I can do something, but I don't know if that's always the case. But yeah, there's students that, you know, they leave my classroom and then it's like, man, what, what else could I have done? And especially those early years of teaching where I wasn't confident, I didn't have all the skill sets. Like the, some of those students are the ones that kind of haunt me still of like, not, not sure how life turned out. So good question though. And that makes me really think. So then do you notice like the students that internalize their struggles? Do you notice that they're struggling? Like, do you ever pick up on the cues like that they're like just really tightly strong and they're just really stressed and they're really tense and they're very quiet and they just don't want to talk about it? I don't know. Cause sometimes the quiet kids are okay. You know, like some kids' personalities is just to be quiet and they're actually doing just fine. Um, so I think it's different depending on the class situation and the class dynamic. I'm really fortunate because I get to read their writing and oftentimes... Mm -hmm. Depending on what they're writing about, I have a different relationship with those students because they can write about a crappy day that they've had or situations that are going on at home um, and things like that. So it's a little different for me um, just in that regard. Yeah, it, it, you know, everybody is different and they handle stress differently. So it, sometimes it's just finding like, oh, this student's acting different today. Mm -hmm. um, but some kids are like struggling and they never change. And that's that's the tough thing. Like you're always looking for those things on top of everything else that you're doing. Um, so it, I don't know it, with leadership, it was a little bit different because it, it allowed itself for students to be open about some of those things or their peers could, um, come to me and, and we could strategize, but in math and, you know, the content stuff, it's a little bit harder because it's like, oh, we have this material and you're like, oh, maybe they're just having an off day. So it, it's tough, but I think everybody's acutely aware of it. Of looking for those things, but even just thinking about students that, you know, we had lost that there's not always, you know. Right. There's no telltale signs. Yeah. No matter how much like trauma informed you can be, mm -hmm. there's still um, trauma that is under the surface that never, never rears its ugly head in, in mannerisms or in actions right. um, that we can never know. So I want to thank these lovely young individuals for coming and joining us today on Where the Whiteboards Are. They are truly incredible. They inspire me to continue being in education because hopefully we are building these great young adults and they are a testament to that. So thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Where the Whiteboards Are. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can re reach us at 
WTWA at 277media.com. The opinions expressed in our podcast are that of the individuals and do not represent the opinions of their employees, school districts, or communities in which they work.